You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into whatever device you download this on and then use to listen to it. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, back for another day of Blue Jays talk. Uh, it's, it's one of those days. It's one of those days when it's very hard to, to come on the airwaves and talk with you. Not, not just because my studio has no power. Uh, the complex that I am in is doing some work today and the power will not be restored in time for me to use my full setup. So I am back on the phone with you guys um, for those of you who listened to yesterday's interview with my father, um, you'll, you'll recognize the tones of this. And I, I hope y'all enjoyed that interview. It, it's something very special for me, uh, to do. It was the first chance I had to get my dad on, on the air. Someone who, again, was my shepherd into the world of sports who, who gave me so, so many talks and ideas growing up. And I, I'm glad I was able to get him on and, and have that piece of him on the internet now. Um, cause I know it wouldn't have gotten on there otherwise. <laughs> um, he's a guy who can barely work a PVR remote. So I hope you all enjoyed that. And if, if you want to hear more from him, we'll, we'll try and get him on in the future, uh, for another go. But, uh, there, there's, there's not much else we can do to stall from getting into the past couple of days of Blue Jays action. We knew, we knew this was going to be rough. We knew this wasn't going to be an easy series facing the Boston Red Sox who have the best record in MLB and have been a juggernaut so far this season. Knew it was going to be a tough task to try and get one out of the Red Sox, especially considering the two pitchers who have had the most recent struggles in the Blue Jays rotation were coming up in games one and two and Aaron Sanchez and Marco Estrada. And let, let's let's talk about the Monday game first. It was an 8-3 final. Uh, Aaron Sanchez on the hook for seven runs over five innings. He gave up nine hits looking... Early 2018 Stroman-like in his performance. The pitch count was down. Oh, the, the pitch count was down, so that's that's a plus. But just every, everything he was putting into the strike zone, the Red Sox were getting lumber on, and he got knocked around the park very well, and it, it took the Blue Jays completely out of it. Um, it, it, was, it was really... It, it was a really tough thing to see given that there was some growth for Sanchez but it, it's it's just emblematic of another problem with this Blue Jays rotation in that they they can't find the strike zone consistently and then when they do they do not put it in the proper places to get those swings and misses and with Sanchez is the most frustrating of the lot because he has the stuff to make them swing and miss but it just seems like he doesn't want to use it. Again, we talked about this. It seems like he's afraid to rely on that fastball, much like Jay Happ does. 
and and just blow it by people. Instead, he wants to nibble. He wants to use his changeup. He wants to use his curveball when, as a power pitcher, he should be overpowering his opponents, especially on a team like the Red Sox, who will punish weak fastballs and weak breaking stuff, but they have a tendency to miss some of the higher-end fastballs. It's why the Yankees go out and get guys like Araldis Chapman to blow fastballs by them. So Sanchez didn't do that, and he got ripped around the park. J.D. Martinez had another home run, and the, the extra base parade continued, and... Like one, once it got to to seven, you knew there was no way the Blue Jays were coming back. David Price looked normal, but the Blue Jays couldn't do anything against him. And you know, it's it's not a shocking trend that the Blue Jays couldn't get enough runs off of a guy like that. But again, it it was disheartening. To watch that. It was disappointing to watch that. I I I I'm starting to run out of words for Aaron Sanchez and, and what he can really do to try and be that ace again that the Blue Jays envisioned him to be when they made the decision to keep him over Noah Syndergaard and Justin Nicolino. But he, that fourth inning was so bad. Like he just, he he had one, he made one mistake during it, and he just couldn't recover. It he, he got shook. He just um, gave up a pair of singles. Then then Maley letting that ball get by him and move them into scoring position. He just never seemed to recover. He he just gave up strong contact over and over, and and. And like I said, by the time he shook himself out of it and struck out Xander Bogarts and Mitch Moreland, the damage was already done. He's He's got to be stronger mentally. Like, you can't just keep going out there and letting things snowball the way they did against Boston. Because Boston's a team that can definitely snowball you. That That's what their offense is built on. No mercy, just continually pounding out hits. And... Aaron Sanchez did nothing to abate that. And the bullpen's lucky it only had to do three innings instead of four. That That's that's all we can really say on that. Uh, I'll, I'll give a, I'll give a shout-out to Jake Petrica for pitching a, a perfect inning for the first time this season. Pretty sure it's the first time for him. But on then on Tuesday... It was deja vu all over again. Another 8-3 final for Boston. And another starting pitcher who was unable per- to perform. This time it was Marco Estrada. And yeah, Marco's a guy who's been absolutely frustrating. Like, there, there are times when he'll have glimpses of brilliance. He did well against Oakland in his start there. He had a six shutout in Tropicana Field. But the past two have been terrible and it's the same story again he's just giving up way too many hits he, he's just leaving balls out there and they're they're getting wrapped around uh it was another short outing he only lasts three and two thirds and it didn't get any better when he left because well Aaron Aaron Loop the savior of the Blue Jays bullpen Aaron Loop 
pitched one and a third scoreless, which is great. But then Joe Biagini comes out, and it's it, it's just a, it's the same. It's the same with Joe Biagini. The the Blue Jays had cut the lead to it was five three with two runs in the seventh, and Biagini went out and promptly served up a home run to Xander Bogarts. It, I, I don't have an answer for Joe Biagini. It, it looks like, again, he's sh- completely shook. Like, he, he doesn't have any confidence in himself to get Major League batters out. And he, he doesn't deserve to be on the Blue Jays roster right now until he can, he can regain something from that 2016 season that he had and, and find it at a at a upper level so he can be effective and and Danny Barnes as well. Barnes appeared in back-to-back games, gave up runs in both games. His ERA's a balloon to 4.19. He was the guy who I saw in multiple publications being touted as the next big relief guy when his ERA was below 1, but his his confidence has been completely shattered. And it's so difficult to watch that and Actually, Danny Barnes dovetails nicely into something else I want to talk about from yesterday's game, which we will do right after this. I, I know, very early commercial break, but I, I want to get into this because this, this just made me mad. Um, caveman baseball reared its ugly head during the Blue Jays game yesterday. Um, it started with the Red Sox. Because Rick Porcello, the most undeserving Cy Young winner of this century, probably, uh, took offense to Russell Martin backing out uh, when he was about to pitch. And Russell knew. Russell knew what he was doing. And he said he, he was sorry about it. Like, just wasn't feeling ready. And And with a guy like Russell, who's... Still well below the 200 mark on batting average. Anything he needs to do to try and get ready and take it, I'm all for. Russell, you you do whatever ever you want. You want to pitch? You want to you want to call the game in Buck Martinez's place? If that'll help you get hitting, sure, I'm I'm for it. But uh, Porcello wasn't for it and immediately drilled Martin, which was unnecessary. It's one of three hit batters. Uh, for the Blue Jays on the day, which, you know, when you have a team as injury-prone as the Blue Jays seem to be, anytime you have balls flying at you is not... It, it's a it's a frightening time. But it, it started something, and it culminated in Danny Barnes plunking Brock Holt the second he got into the game. And, and that's when Vic Carapaza decided to warn the team. So after, after the Toronto Blue Jays did something, as opposed to the Red Sox. But, you know, that's fine, Vic. You you do you. But that was a 6-3 ball game at the time that Danny Barnes did that. And that, that was still in range. But what happened after that? Holt gets put on board and Sandy Leon goes yard. Sandy Leon just put that game out of reach. And even when the Blue Jays loaded the bases on uh, Hector Velasquez, it, it, was, it still wasn't in reach. 
and didn't matter because it brought in Craig Kimborrell anyway for one of the most generous saves I think I've ever seen. Got two outs in a five-run game. Good work, Craig. Shave that beard. It 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 was unnecessary retaliation, and in the end, it it definitely put the game out of reach. It like if if the Blue Jays have the bases loaded and it's a four-run game, and all of a sudden you can go up there and after after everything that happened, Curtis Granderson has a chance to tie the game with one swing. Kevin Pillar has a chance to tie the game with one swing. You don't you don't think you would have taken that opportunity? No. And and like Granderson lined out on a nice catch by Ben Intendi. But it 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 just unnecessarily compounded the game for the Blue Jays to indulge in that retaliatory baseball that's no good for anyone. You think Brock Holt is feeling happy about the way that shook down? Getting plunked like that? No, he's not happy about that. He's not happy about eating a 90-mile-an-hour fastball just because Rick Porcello had a problem with Russell Martin. That's not on him. It's foolishness, and it cost the Blue Jays that game. And I'm, I'm, I'm sick of seeing it. And you would think the Blue Jays would know better after it, it pretty much cost them one of their best relievers in the 2016 playoffs after Joaquin Benoit comes charging out to see the Yankees and and promptly blows an Achilles. Like the Blue Jays should be above that kind of stuff and they're not. And it's it's a sign of a frustrating season. You can see Gibbons on on the bench just watching Estrada implode, just watch, watching more balls fly out and he looked so done. Like in the in the press conference after, he looked done. And I've it's sad to see Gibby that sad, but it's just something that's been compounded with the pitching of this team just completely underperforming. So I I actually want to end this with, with a positive thing. So let's, let's talk about Kendris Morales. Yeah, I know positive. Um, but no, uh, Kendris went two for three. Last night, and since Morales made his appearance as a closer in the game against LA, Kendris is batting 375. I I I saw that on Twitter. I, I apologize to whoever posted that first. I again I have no power. I can't find it. So I I will give you credit next time I see you. But another a designated hitter like performance from Kendris Morales. He had a he had a loud double in into the deep deep center field where he got robbed on Monday. Like it's it's something. It's something from Kendris. It still probably doesn't save his roster spot, but it definitely makes him look a lot more palatable if you want to be like, hey, we have a designated hitter who's hitting again. Do you want him? Which given Hanley Ramirez hasn't found a team yet that may be a dicey proposition. That'll that'll tell you how feasible it is to trade Kendris Morales, seeing where Hanley goes. And I've I've seen the Blue Jays link to Hanley Ramirez, and I'm like, why do they want that? They're 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 good at first base. They already have a DH. I mean, Hanley was batting better than Kendris Morales, but do do you want to add 
a lot more money for a guy who is marginally better for you. I I don't think you do in this season. I I think you you pass on that. So Kendra Kendra's getting hit and Devin Travis getting hits as well. He had two for he went two for four last night. He's getting close to getting up above two hundred, and he looks like he's starting to come around a little bit. Which again, the Blue Jays absolutely need production out of the bottom of the order. Uh, Luke Maley has lost the Super Saiyan power. He's just Krillin again. He he's normal. He's striking out again to the point where Dwight Smith Jr. had to come in and pinch hit. Like, like the Blue Jays have gotten so little from the bottom of the order. That's why it sucked to see the top of the order yesterday just completely struggle. Outside of that Justin Smoke home run, the two for five hitters went a combined one for 16. The Smoke home run, the only hit. Like, Pilar, I, I, don't, I don't know what he's done, but he had the golden sombrero yesterday, four strikeouts. It it was painful to watch him try try and hit on Tuesday night. Um, I I wondered what moving up to the two hole would do for him. It turned out it made him into regular Kevin Pilar. And I I don't know what the cure is for that either. I, I mean, you could you can tell Kevin Pilar to to try and refocus on what he did with two strikes earlier in the season to what he did uh, back in April. But, but the fact of the matter is pitchers may have adjusted to this new approach for Kevin Pillar, and Pillar may have to go back to the drawing board. And I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. Well, time will time will tell on this, but for for a guy like Pillar who makes his calling card on defense, the hitting was such a nice boost. From him to the point where he was getting like all-star talk, but he's come back down to earth in a hurry. And like, this is a Michael Saunders level plunge from Kevin Pillar. I'd say Kevin Pillar level plunge, but Kevin Pillar didn't fall off like this before. So this is another problem for this team. And, And yeah, you hope you get some guys back. So maybe you can give Pillar another day off to clear his head. Didn't, didn't seem to help against Philly. But it's something, it's just another nail being readied on this Blue Jays coffin for 2018. And I know it's, we're barely out of May. We're not, we're not even out of May, but it just feels that way with this team. And it's, it's going to hasten conversations on, you know, what, what else can you do with this team? And it's probably going to result in some Blue Jays heading out the door that people don't want to see heading out the door. It it's it looks inevitable at this point. And man, I tried to be positive. I tried to mention Kendra's Morales. Yay, Kendra's two for three. I tried to do that, and I just got more negative again. This is what the Blue Jays are doing to me this week with this series against Boston. We'll see what they can do today. They have the afternoon game. Um, it'll likely be going by the time y'all hear this, uh, Sam Gavilio against Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, I, I don't, I don't put the line in Sam's favor, but he's been, he's been really good. So we'll see if he can keep this Red Sox offense in check a little better than his rotation mates. But, uh, yeah, 
we'll we'll see how that goes and hopefully the Blue Jays start getting healthy soon because they need some reinforcements for this lineup. But we we will watch on. We will continue watching and hoping for Blue Jays success. And and I will continue to be on Twitter despite my complex not having any any power. I still have about two thirds of phone charge left. So I will be talking during this game. And if you want to chat at me, you can find me on Twitter at neoac18. That's neoac18. You can follow the podcast at Locked On Jays and check out LockedOnBlueJays.com. It's a perfect site to get all your Blue Jays needs from around the net. And yeah, we will hopefully, you know, sound a little better tomorrow. Have a, have the studio back up and running. But until then, thank you so much for listening to this phone edited edition of Locked On Blue Jays. I've been your host, Ryan Andrews. Thank you for listening and y'all take care.